wild desire I fell into a ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire Went down, down, down And the flames went higher It burned, burned, burned The ring of fire The ring of fire <coughs> Wow! Most of the times when I think of rings of fire, it's usually after eating a ton of hot wings, if you catch my drift. Or eating a certain fast food restaurant. Taco Bell. Oh, okay, Taco Bell. Shout out, but when you eat that fire sauce, it's the ring of fire sauce, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but anyways, this isn't a podcast about spicy foods, unless we've changed all of a sudden. We haven't, last That's I right. checked. That's right, this is not spicy foods and rhythms. <laughs> This is American Brews and Tunes. Yes. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beeby-dow! Wow. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of American Brews and Tunes. Yes. Thank you all so much. Uh, This is another fun episode. Sure uh, it's is. another one of our repeat episodes, which means that uh, for numbers that repeat, such as 11, 22, 33, 44. And of course, what we're at right now, <laughs> episode 44, we review albums from bands that we've already reviewed. Yes. So, um, so I recommended an album for you that a from a band that you've already reviewed one of their albums. Yes. What band and is that, you might ask? Is a Lagwagon. <laughs> one of the great staples in skate punk music, if, if you ask me. Yeah. Or, or pretty much anyone. Yeah, or pretty much anyone else, um, right? The original album that you had reviewed was Haas by yes, Lagwagon. Yeah. That was pretty early on in our uh, podcast career, if I do say so myself. It was. It was fairly early on, yeah. And what in the world did you recommend for me to listen to? I recommended the album called The Benz by the band called OK Computer. I mean... What album did you recommend for me again? <laughs> funny you might ask that steve i recommended the album the bends by the band radiohead and if i do remember correctly there was an album called okay computer that i also listened to also early on in our podcast career yes you did yeah uh and i liked okay computer quite a bit yeah. so much that i bought a cd of it wow really and i like to keep it close <laughs> do you ho ho like to keep it close with you in your car? Yeah, it's it's a good one. Yeah, it really is. Um, but uh, it's always fun to re- revisit bands that we've already reviewed. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's interesting uh, to see if they're the same or if they're different. Yeah, because, you know, it's all about this whole podcast is partially, well, part of the podcast is all about expanding musical horizons. Yeah. And so you can also expand your horizon within a band as well. But how so. can you expand when there's no light on the horizon? You too have to decide. <laughs> oh well, this is not just a musical podcast. We, this is also a beer podcast. It sure is. Am yeah. I right? You're right. You, you are. Thanks. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> uh, anyways, um, for those of you who are unfamiliar with our podcast, not only do we do we recommend albums recommended by the other, but we also try brand new beers. Yeah, beers that we've never ever tried before. So, so what are that's you? Always a good time. What are you going to review this episode, Jesse? Uh, the beer that I'm trying is from a brewery called Brewdog, uh, born in Scotland, brewed in the USA. What's the beer? It is called Juggernaut, and it is an imperial IPA. 
curious. Now, I know we have had one brew dog beer on this podcast. Yeah. Well, I did. It was you the did, Elvis yeah. juice. Yeah. Um, and that one wasn't bad. A little grapefruity. Not my favorite, but I know that I have had their their New England style IPA, the Hazy Jane, and yeah. I quite liked it. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm excited to try this. Because uh, there's not too much beers you think from Scotland other than uh, what we had the Innocent Gun. Yeah. Innocent um, Gun, yeah. But, you know, it's Scotland. What do you think? Scotch, not beer. Right. Yeah. But, huh, lo and behold. Lo and behold, Brew Dog. Dog. Yeah. Exactly. All right, so you'll be having that, and what I'll be having is a beer that you are more familiar with than I am. Uh, yeah! The brewery is Surly. Yeah! <laughs> I thought you were going to say that afterward. The yeah the, uh, after the Surly was more appropriate than before oh. the Surly. <laughs> but you can say yeah anytime you want. This is podcast is your yeah! super much fine. Just don't say it after we say something, like, really sad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they canceled... Um, What's a really good TV show right now? Um, let's just say this is like, let's say this is fourth season of The Office right now. It's happening live. Oh, shoot. And, and then they're they're like, like, they canceled The Office. And you're like, yeah! That's not a time to say yeah. That's a time to say, are you guys ding-dongs? You gotta create a couple more seasons, let the show get a little worse, and then end. Yeah, and then end it. <laughs> um, but don't yes. end on a high note, is what you're saying. And don't, don't yeah on well, a low note. Don't yeah on a low note, but you can, you can end on a high note. Breaking Bad. It was great. Remember that? Oh, you don't remember. You didn't finish no, that. No, I haven't finished it yet. Oh, uh, you got to finish Somehow. Breaking Bad. They ended on a high note, and it was so good. Was it? Yeah, it was the bomb. I'll have to watch it at some point. Um, it's on Netflix, and if by chance they Netflix. take it off of Netflix, I have the entire series yeah, on DVD. No, that, that's where I watched it it's last It's very time. available to all of us, to, to readily. <laughs> Uh, but back to the beer. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I'm having a beer from Surly. And yeah! why, listeners, why might Jesse be getting excited about this? It's from Minneapolis, correct? Uh, or is it St. Paul? It's from Brooklyn Park, I believe. Well, I, where which is that closer which is to? in Minneapolis. Okay, so it's in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minnesota so it's uh, yeah. birthplace of Jesse, yep. birthplace, birthplace of Surly. Yep. So um, it's, it's a good brewery. I've had a couple beers from them. And they only recently opened up distribution in Nashville. Yeah, which is... Awesome. It is awesome. The only time I'd actually had them before was in Chicago or when you had brought the beers back. Yes. Yep. Um, this is a beer I have not had from them. It's called Overrated! Yep. Exclamation it's point. their West Coast style IPA. You are correct. It says West Coast style IPA. And right here it's got a number one medal on it. I'm not really sure what that <laughs> means because it doesn't like, say anything. Think, Did this win an award? No, I think read the back. All right. Here's what it says on the back. What's with the hype, question mark? It's been said it's easier to brew an extremely hoppy beer than an extremely balanced beer. Uh, side note, that is true. That's why it's uh, we, we've said it before on, on the podcast, yeah. especially with our interview with Hollow Point, yeah. um, that it's much more easy to make an IPA than it is to make a very good lager. Yeah. Um, back to what they're saying. And you know us. We're always looking for the easy way out. So we jumped on the West Coast-style <laughs> IPA bandwagon and brewed this dry and hoppy ale. Uh, quotation mark, Surly's a little bit of a one-trick pony. They only brew gimmick beers, end quote. And maybe we are overrated, but at the end of the day, it's just a beer. If you like it, great. So do we. And if you only liked us when we were small, then leave this one to the shelf. Let one of the fanboys grab it. So I think they're kind of being sarcastic in there. I think so, too. That's pretty funny. Saying yeah. West Coast styles are overrated. overrated. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, if, if you like it, good. If not... Don't have it. Yeah. yeah. I like that mentality. Yeah. You do you. You do you, Jim, from Fargo. 
<laughs> from Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, anyways, we talked about these beers enough. What's the yeah? Let's, uh, uh, crack let's, let's give them a crickety crack and uh, pour them in the, beer, in the glasses and yeah. see what they look like. Now I'm curious to see if the colors of our beers are similar because mine know. just says West Coast. It doesn't say it's a double IPA or anything. I don't anything. think the, they're going to be the same color. Because yours is Imperial. I would imagine that yours would be a little darker. Um, now neither of us have a New England style or a hazy IPA, so they shouldn't be cloudy. They should be pretty see-through. Of course, I'm not using the best glass for this. Yeah, Jesse is using his flying saucer Elvis glass, and it is it's white. white. You can't see through it. I, however, am using my Game of Thrones glass, and it is quite see-through. That's it's actually pretty good. A little darker than I anticipated. Yeah. Um, it's it's, it's kind of more like a dark hay color. Yeah, dark hay. Um, it's a little more cloudy than I thought, but I wouldn't call it hazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because we yeah. know what hazy looks like, and that it's is definitely nothing. not that. What do you think about your color? If you can see anything in there. Well, all right now, all I see is the head of the beer. Yeah. Well, once Jesse the once the, I the uh, once I once we try it, I'll see what the color looks like then. So as we always do on American Brews and Tunes. What about uh, scents? What? Let's get a little sniff action. Oh. What? A little sniff action? Yeah. Go smell the beer. Okay. Too. Okay. All right. Before we cheers, we're, I'm going to get a little sniff, uh, sniff ski here. Uh, it's hard to get a smell off of my beer. I don't know if it's because I have a poor sense of smell, but it smells I think I can't, like a straight I can't really IPA. get a smell because my nose is stuffed up. It's allergy season here in Nashville. Pretty heavy. Um, I'm getting like a... a I'm getting... It smells like an IPA. Out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nothing's like sticking out other than what I would expect. But it's good. I like... I mean, from what I can smell, I like it. Yeah. Um, as we always do on, on uh, American <laughs> Brews and Tunes, did you dip your nose in the, the foam? Yeah, I tried to get a good smell, but I went too far. Well, as long as you don't suck foam up your nose, that's okay. <laughs> then you have a problem. Um, as we always do on American Brews and Tunes, we're going to give the magic slogan and try our brewskis. All right, sounds so good. So if you're, if you're partaking out there, why don't you join us? We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll count it off so that we don't catch you off guard. Okay. One... Well, and if you don't know the word, it's shibbity beep dow On the yep. count of three, we're going to do one, two, three, and then say the word. Okay, so after three. One, two, three. shibbity beep This is quite nice. Um, wow. Mine isn't anything that stands out as far as like a different. Yeah. Like, like trying to be unique, like by adding fruit or by adding... A strange amount of a certain type of hops, but it's really Ooh. solid West Coast style IPA. Yeah, it's got that dry, really kind of in your face bitterness. Yep. Um, it's not like pungently fruity, um, but it's solid. It's really good. It's got a nice like malt body, but it's it's uh, not fruity. I wouldn't say mm. a fruity IPA. Um, it's a slight citrusy, not from the hops, but not a fruity citrusy. Yeah, uh, it's, it's really good, really solid, and I would not say overrated. I say very good, even though <laughs> it literally is the overrated. Yep. What about um, yours? Mine's pretty tasty as well. Uh, it kind of has like a really nice fruity flavor at the beginning. And then it kind of, uh, I guess the flavors kind of come in waves. Like there's the fruity kind of sweet flavor and then like a really nice kind of like sharp pine bitterness. So what you're saying is, and the flavors come in waves. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying, yeah. If, if that doesn't and make any the sense. flavors come in waves. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, that's a callback to our one of our first five episodes where I reviewed The Hazards of Love by the Decemberists. Yep. And that's the mmm moment on that album for me. If you haven't yep. checked it out, listen to The Hazards of Love by the Decemberists. Yeah, it's a great Do album. Do yourself a solid. 
You want to do a little switch-ski? A switch-ski. Switch-ski. Or a switcherooski. You decide. Whip, whip. Swip, swip. We switched, and we're going to try each other's beers to see what we think. I yeah. see exactly what you mean. I yeah. actually think yours is a little smoother. Yeah. Um, I do get the fruitiness up front, and it's it's That's just nice. it's much more mild on the hops. And uh, yours is an imperial, so I think it's a little bit more boozy, but I cannot tell based on the it's, flavor. Uh, it's, I think yours is seven point something or other, and yeah, mine's yours like is eight point something. Yeah. Um, I can't tell. Uh, yours actually tastes less boozy than mine. It's, yeah. I think yours is very good, but they're both very different style IPAs. Uh, the, yeah, definitely very different styles. Uh, mine is like, for some reason, mine tastes more creamy than yours. And I think that's probably just because of the sweetness up front. Agreed. And then, but yours has like, the aftertaste is like a really nice piney uh, hop. Agreed. So I'd say overall, both these beers are pretty darn good. I'm very pleased with both of them. I'm going to have to look, keep a lookout for that juggernaut. The juggernaut. Yeah, um... Have you seen the new Deadpool? Hmm. I don't want to say that the Juggernaut makes an appearance, but he makes an appearance. Okay. Doesn't give anything away, but it kind okay. of... Okay. Well, it really doesn't. Um, for those of you who don't know, which is probably all of you, Steve is really bad at giving away things, like spoilers to movies or books or anything like that. And we shouldn't give away the spoilers that I've ruined for you. Yeah. Because I made that mistake. I ruined uh, the last Harry Potter for Jesse. Yep. Because he was reading it, and in my mind I was like... I've read the book three times. Surely he's already read it and knows what's going to happen. <laughs> and he, I did not. I had not read it. I was halfway through it. And for all of you who know what happens at the end, that's what Steve ruined for me. I'm yeah. not going to say it because I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't hasn't read the book or seen the movies. All I can say is sorry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go to the music. Yeah, um, like we I always believe... do. If, if the beer changes oh, yeah. flavor as it warms up we'll let you know otherwise we'll keep on checking I think, with the music i think we'll probably have a mid-intermission check-in with the beers All right, let's, after i finish this review how about we we yeah, check in we'll do that uh, i'm gonna go first because i believe you went first last time I think so we'll yeah. do a little switch ski um so i will be reviewing the bends by radiohead this is their second album and it was released in 1995 um if you remember i reviewed okay computer and yeah. that was their third album released in 1997 so this was right before that Mm-hmm. Um, now, Radiohead's first album was called Pablo Honey. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Pablo yeah. Honey, uh, a few years before the Benz, um, and that had their hit song "Creep." Creep. Yeah. Uh, it's you've probably heard it before. It's I'm a, a huge, huge song in the '90s. Very I'm grungy. It's super grungy. What the hell am I doing here? The whole album is pretty grungy. I don't belong here. I haven't listened to the whole album through, but I, I sampled quite a few of the songs. Yeah. Very grungy album. Yeah. Super 90s sounding. Yep. Um, as you know from our review of OK Computer, OK Computer is not, not grungy, grungy at all. At all. Nope. It's spacey, eclectic. It's got intricate arrangements. Yep. Um, not at all what you'd expect from the band that wrote Creep. So, so if those two were the first and the third, and this the Benz the second, is the second, this serves as what I would say is the most perfect transition between albums. Yeah, uh, I, I think would agree. It, that makes sense. What you would expect to come between those albums is this. Um, so it's natural. Yeah. Um, so shall I dive in? Um, let me think about it for a second. No, I yes. shouldn't dive in because I have to explain the title first. You also the bends. You also shouldn't dive in because the bends. Oh, the bends. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you know what the bends literally is? Um, like when you're bending a straw. No, the Benz <laughs> is technically referred to as pressure sickness, I believe. Yeah, pressure sickness. Yeah. Um, and divers get this a lot. It's when you're moving from different 
uh, elements of high to low pressure, like if you're the diving water. deep or going up. And it can, it can happen on airplanes or if you're mountain climbing as well. If you don't give yourself enough time to adjust, your body. bubbles will form. In your body. Yes, and your body can happen in the blood or in the tissue or in all kinds of different areas, and it's not good. So you can start looking like flubber. Yes. Not not really. You won't look like flubber. <laughs> You'll probably just like be have a headache. That's like the most yeah, common thing. Yeah. But you can get bubble, bubbles in your blood and get sick and die if it's really bad. Your eyes can explode. I don't know about that, but maybe. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, the way I think the reason they chose this is because there was a lot of pressure for them to have a great mm. follow-up to Creep. I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, they've got a lot of pressure to live up to that or pressure to move away from that, depending on what they want, because that's not the sound they wanted. So there's room for interpretation, but I think it's definitely intentional to call hmm. it the Benz. Interesting. That makes sense. Let's dive into the first track. It's called Planet Telex. Uh, I read that it was originally supposed to be called Planet Xerox, but they couldn't use that because Xerox oh, really? is, copyright, or is uh, trademarked or whatever, <laughs> yeah, trademarked. Yeah. I gave this 4.5, and it's an honorable mention. Good song. Um, I think it's a great opener. It automatically says not grunge. Yep, it <laughs> um, automatically says that. Yeah, with the it's it's very much what I would expect, almost to be on OK Computer. Yeah, it's spacey. spacey. The uh, drums kind of have a, a pattern. They're, I don't think they're looped, but it's it's like the same drumming pattern almost the whole way through. Um, it, it's just a really good start to the album, and I really like this song. Yeah, um, I agree. Other than that, I'm not gonna say too much about it because I'm not really sure what he means in the song. Yeah. Um, like I said before. Tom Yorkie, Tom Yorkie, as I call him, as most other people call him, Tom York. Yep, uh, is a very poetic, abstract writer. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, he writes. It, it's almost hard to decipher what he's saying. Some songs are more straightforward than the others. Uh, this one is a little bit more difficult for me to decipher. Having said that, I'll move on. The second song is the title track. Yes, the bends. The bends. I gave this four out of five, nice. and I think it's a lot more rocky and a lot more grunge-tinged than the first song, uh, which, what do you expect? Their last album was complete grunge, yo. Um, <laughs> thematically, this song's about not having many real friends. I think it's about being successful and not being able to tell who like your real friends are mm-hmm. anymore. Interesting. Um, you know, like if you autumn, like are playing club shows, like small venues, just and being a touring band, a sudden, all of a sudden you're huge, yeah. and all these people are like, Hitting you up like I'm your best friend. Hey, what's up, Tom York? What's up, Tom Yorkie? I'm your best friend. Hey, how's it going, Tom? Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. I think that's that trying to decipher that because when the pressure happens, the bends. Who can hang and who's real? Yeah. That's a good. Uh, I think that's that's that, that makes sense to me. And it's a catchy song. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the third song, which is called High and Dry. Uh, it's one of the singles that they put on the album. It's I get five out of five, and I recommend it. Nice. Uh, I think it's my favorite song on the album. I'm just really? gonna throw it, throw it out there. Okay. Um, it's one of the two songs that I knew before I listened to this album. Oh, okay. But I didn't know that this was Radiohead. Really? I, I heard. I was like, I know this song. This is Radiohead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I have heard this before. And Funny. that chorus, like the the verses are really good. Like every time the verses happen, I'm like, oh, nice. But the chorus is so good. Yeah. Don't leave me high. Don't leave me dry. Uh, he's Don't got his transfer from high. full voice to falsetto. So, yeah, falsetto is very good. Seamless. Very good. Not very, not very many people do that, but he does it very well. Um, a lot of people argue that that Thom Thom Yorkie has. 
one of the best voices ever. It's a great voice. Uh, if I'm gonna go based on a, like a singer who can transition from full voice to falsetto, I'm gonna go on a slightly biased and time-tested. Not to say that Tom York's voice isn't time-tested, but I'm gonna go Brian Wilson, Beach Boys. Okay. Um, because his his voice in their early days was so good and seamless. Yeah, very true. But Tom York is phenomenal. Uh, even as far as like the mainstream today, Justin Timberlake can do it super well. Yeah, that's very true. Um, but Tom York is phenomenal as a singer. Oh. Um, anyways, back to high and dry. Uh, what do you think it means? I don't even know. Like someone leaving him out. Like, I mean, to, yeah, maybe it's in re- the someone same type of him. thing that you were talking about the last song. Could be. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Tom York, and I'm going to give you a direct quote about what he said about this song, right? Okay. He does not like it. I can tell you that. Really? He says, it's not bad. It's very bad. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yes. I think he said the same thing about Creep. Yeah, they don't like Creep. They don't like Creep. I don't know if they play it anymore, but I don't think they want to play it. Um, They should play this and Creep because music technically is a business. When people show up to your concert, you want to... Technically, yeah. They're paying. You should... (laughs) It's a courtesy to play the the big songs. I think always. Yeah. I would hope that, but if they don't, it's their choice, I guess. I yeah. if I went and saw them and they didn't play this or Creep, I'd be disappointed. But I'm sure I would still enjoy the show. Yeah. Um. Anyways, that's um, funny. <laughs> it, it, it's true. I like this song, and to me, my opinion, like I said, to me, yeah, my opinion matters more than the creator. It, I'm not saying to everyone else. I'm just saying to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when I'm listening, what I think of the song matters more than what the creator's going to say about the song. It might influence me, but yeah. my opinion's going to persuade me more than anyone else. I gotcha. Anyhow, moving on to number four, Fake Plastic Trees. I gave this four point five out of five and an honorable mention. So wow. Another I honorable mentioned mention. mentioned like three or four songs. I couldn't, Did you really? I couldn't not do it. It's a really good album. Um, this is the other song I knew before listening to the album. Yep. Um, super catchy, Fake and the message is great. And it's also got a lot more falsetto. Yeah. Um, the song's about like commercialism or consumerism or compa- uh, capitalism or maybe yeah. all of them together. Um, Materialism. And how it affects us. Like he talks about the the very like the first stanza is about like a fake plastic watering can uh, for a fake plant with fake earth. Yeah. That you bought from a fake store or whatever. Um, but later on, he's talking about a girl. And he says she looks like the real thing, tastes like the real thing. But he talks about his fake plastic love. So he's been affected yeah. by the materialism or consumerism yeah. in his love. So it's, that's it's, one of the, it's that's, really cool. That's one of the best parts of the song, too. Is like when he goes more full voice and he's like, She looks like the real thing. I love that part. Because he, he does, in the, earlier in the song, during that line, like the melodically, he goes up falsetto. But on that last verse, yeah. full voice. Yeah. Great choice. Um, moving on to track number five, which is called Bones. Bones. Unlike the last two songs, this one picks up speed because we need mm-hmm. it. Two slow songs, yeah. uh, you got to get up back at the speed. We need it, bro. The album was sequenced very well in this respect. Yeah, and I'll show that later. This song's about oh, rating wise, I give it four to five. This okay. song's about growing up and get, getting weaker, um, like physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about when you've got to feel it in your bones. Like he talks about like I don't know, just getting weak yeah. in your body. But when he says, when you've got to feel it in your bones, I didn't know that was what he literally said. And he it's hard to understand him sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it is, yeah. This is what I thought he said until I looked up the lyrics. We got to feel like alien bones. <laughs> I was like, curious, that's pretty cryptic. I wonder what he means. <laughs> we got to feel like alien bones. Ooh. Listen to it and see if you hear that sometime. Okay. Uh, I've got another 
another good uh, misheard lyric for the next song too. Okay. Uh, which the next song is number six, "Nice Dream." I gave it four point five out of five, nice and I honorably mentioned it <laughs> again. You're liking all the slow songs. This is a great song. I, know, uh, it's, it's I agree. It's more positive sounding lyrically during the verse. Like he talks about people liking him and like being nice. But then when he gets to the chorus, he alludes that as being a dream by it's a nice, nice dream. dream. Um, like a, like arrangement wise, melodically in the feel of the song, sounds like a dream or like a lullaby. It feels yeah, like it's, it's lulling you very in a dream. It's very ethereal and yeah. very. Uh, I was about to say aromatic, but that's <laughs> aromatic. <spring. laughs> Ethere- you're right. Ethere- ethereal and. Uh, Dreamy. What a spacey, spacey, spacey and dreamy. dreamy yeah. uh, but here's what I misheard. During the, the chorus, he says, nice dream. But I, I thought he said, my strength. My strength? Listen to it again and see if you hear that. I always heard, nice dream. Listen to it again and hear if you, see if you can hear my, my strength. Well, if I'm thinking about... If don't, I'm thinking like, oh, don't think I, have, I have to think about it being my strength, then I'm going to hear my strength probably. Well, maybe, but you'll, you'll be able to hear why I heard it, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on to track number seven. Um, this is called Just. I gave it five out of five, and I recommended it. This is the grungiest song on the album. Yeah, for the, sure. This song could have been on their debut record, uh, perhaps. Perhaps not. Who knows? Maybe it was supposed to be, and then they waited. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, the verses, I don't think, are, are as grungy as the chorus. Um, but the chorus is like a rager of a grunge yeah, song. It's pretty awesome. Uh, super heavy guitars. Uh, the the message is much more straightforward than some of the slower, more cryptic songs. Mm-hmm. Um, the song's about self loathing, alienation, and depression. Yeah, which sounds like creep. Like it's it's yeah the same. This song's I think the song's better than creep, but I, I actually do too. I like creep, but I like this song better. Um, but in that like depression and alienation, it's all because there's no one else to blame but you. You yeah. did it to yourself. And that's what, that's what the chorus is. Do it to yourself. You do. And that's why I believe because you do it to yourself. Just you. It's a good song. Uh, I like it a lot. And if you're, ever, like, if you're ever feeling angsty or whatever, just put on this song and you can go, <laughs> yeah! You could jump around your bedroom and like punch the air. Yeah. I was going to say punch the wall, but you don't want to punch the wall. No, you, you, you don't, don't want to actually ruin it. Just like wall. air punch. Air punch it up. Air punch it up. Air punching doesn't hurt anyone else or the house. You might, like, hurt your arm. You might hurt your arm for overextending or something like that. But, uh, yeah, don't punch the wall. Don't punch a door. Don't... Just punch the air. Don't punch... Don't punch, punch a pillow. Don't punch your dog. Well, dogs... I was talking about, like, inanimate <laughs> objects, and you brought a dog into the conversation. Don't, don't punch your TV. Don't punch anything else. Just punch the air. How about that? <laughs> air punch! Listen, if you're going to punch something, punch yourself. Because you do it to yourself. <laughs> Just oh, you. Don't punch yourself. <laughs> that would hurt. But that's a good tie to the song. <laughs> Let's move on to track number eight, which is called My Iron Lung. I gave this four out of five. I almost honorably mentioned okay. it. Okay. This song's really good. Do you know what it's about? Uh, no. It's a reference to Creep. Oh, really? Wait till you hear this. Like, do you know most of the lyrics? I think so. And do you know what an iron lung is? It's like a huge machine. That... It's a huge machine that helps people breathe who have, like ailments that that uh, oh, so they're relating creep to a, being their iron lung yeah but why because it's it's the, it kept their career alive yeah but they're tethered to it yeah, they can't yeah, move they're on tethered to it yeah it's interesting analogy isn't it yeah interesting um and they've got that line they're grateful for their iron lung yeah, yeah. so they they're happy for it but they can't like they grow can't, or, can't or move away, away from, from it, it. yeah it's, it's a really really cool analogy interesting i think whoever came up with that analogy probably tom york it's pretty spot on for for what they're feeling. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, I think the last line in the last verse 
is really, really cool. It's one where he says, this, this is our new song, just like the last one, a total waste of time, my iron lung. <laughs> so he's like comparing like all their new songs to Creep. Jeez. And saying it's a waste of time because I've got the iron lung here. Wow. That's so crazy. Pretty cool, huh? They're good. He's a good writer. Yeah. Uh, he's a very good writer. Yeah. Um, let's move on, shall we? We shall. Track number nine, which is called Bulletproof, dot, 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 I wish I was. I gave it five out of five, and it's my last recommendation. <laughs> all of this, but all the spacey slow songs. Except for Just. Except for Just, yeah. Um, uh, this song is really good, and it's much more toned back, especially compared to the last song, Just. Um, very soft, very spacey. Um, and again, this is like something you might hear off of OK Computer. Like, you yeah. could maybe relate it to um, Paranoid Alien or whatever the song's called. Paranoid or Android. Paranoid Android. Or what's that one song? No countries and no... No surprises? No surprises, yeah. Maybe a little bit like to those two, the chorus of this song. Maybe a little yeah, bit. A little feel. bit, I could see that. Um, not like melodically, but the feel, I'd say. Yeah. Um, the song is about like seeming to be a, like hurt... I'm, I'm assuming emotionally, because I don't think it would be physically, but being hurt emotionally by something or someone and wishing he was able to not let it affect him, like be mm. bulletproof. I wish yeah. I was bulletproof. I wish these things didn't hurt me. I wish they didn't affect me, but I'm not. Yeah. Um, but that chorus is so good. Uh, like, the verse is super, like, melancholy. It's, like, not happy sounding. Yeah. But that chorus, it almost has, like, a positive sound but he sounds like emotionally drained at the same time mm. uh it's like positive and longing it's it's a weird but it's just really really cool catchy chorus yeah for sure um i would i probably also would have recommended that song then there's that guitar part yes yeah. very very good arrangement yeah um and i don't know if we talked about him on the last episode with radiohead but they're one of their guitar players is named Johnny Greenwood. Yep. Um, and he is a phenomenal arranger, uh, producer, what have you. Um, not, uh, aside from Radiohead, he has composed the scores for like four Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Like yep. There Will Be Blood, Inherent Vice. Yeah. Uh, what was the most recent one? Um, uh, Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. And there's one more in there that I'm forgetting. Um, I can't punch... It might have been that. Is that Paul Thomas Anderson? Yeah, it might have been that. I can't remember. Uh, but either way, he's a, a really, really good composer. Like, yeah, yeah. Just just let, go go look up the, the score for Phantom Thread or the score for... Um, what's the oil movie? I just said it. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember now. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, uh, I'm an honest there man. Will be blood. There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Look up the score for There Will, will Be Blood. It's phenomenal. He's a great yeah. writer. Uh, so like and he's, he's a guitar player very, for Radiohead. Very talented, yeah. Yeah. So back to this album, we'll move on to track number 10, which is Black Star. I gave it 4.5 out of 5, and it's my last honorable mention. <laughs> the album's too good, I couldn't pick, man. Blame it on a black star. What do you think sets this song apart from every other song, in your opinion? There's one mean? There's one thing I'm looking for, but I want to see if you, you would pick it up. That sets it apart? Yeah, there's one unique factor to this song, I think. Just a small thing, early on. Oh, I don't know. It fades in. Oh, yeah. You remember, it, it starts off, they're already playing, the, the, the volume builds and builds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is weird. That's a weird choice. Uh, I think I there's a reason. I, mean, I don't know it's why. Yeah, yeah they, 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 it's not by accident, but I don't know why. Um, maybe to give you something to give you anxiety or think about. I don't know, because this song Could is be. about uh, like being in a relationship with someone who's got like a serious depression or in a problem, 
and like not being able to help. Mm. Um, so blaming and wanting on... to, but try, trying to blame other things. You yeah. Know? So blame like on the, Black Star. Like one of the earlier lines or the first line is, "I get home from work and you're still standing in your dress or your your uh, and you're still dressed in your nightgown." Mm-hmm. And so you've been like in your nightgown all day. You're not getting dressed for the day. You're just like, you know. And then he says, well, what am I to do? Like, well, how can I help? But he can't. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting theme. Um, he's, he sounds like he's caused a lot of stress over trying to help someone and trying to figure this out, but he mm-hmm. can't. Hmm. Um, Tom, I think Tom York has had a lot of, uh, I don't know if he's uh, a depressive or has anxiety, but I think he's got a lot of stuff going on. I know after OK Computer, like after the tour, he had a mental breakdown. Really? Before they did Kid A. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously he's experienced emotional stress of some sort. So maybe uh, maybe he's like trying to... Maybe that's what that song's about. Could be. Could be. Yeah, could uh, be. It's, it's for us to interpret and for him to tell or for him to not or tell. Or not tell, yeah. Um, moving on to track number 11, which is called Sulk. I gave it 3.75 out of 5. I still like this song. Not one of my favorites. Okay. Um, this is written and inspired by the Hungerford Massacre. Have you ever heard of that? No. Uh, it was in the late 80s in England, and there was a guy who went on a shooting spree, killed 17, and injured about the same amount of people. Wow. Uh, and then killed himself. So no one really knows why. Uh, and they don't really say, like, in the song Sulk, he doesn't really address it, like, on the nose. Like, he doesn't yeah. say, this guy came and killed people. Yeah. Um, but that's what inspired the song. Hmm. Like, talking about depression, maybe you'll sulk, or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of interesting when they give that uh, context. Moving on to the last song, which I already said the name of. Yep. Uh, Street Spirit, parentheses, Fade Out. Uh, I gave it 3.75 out of 5 also. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, these last two songs are probably my least favorite on the album, even though I mm-hmm. still like them. Um, this is a slower, more melancholy song, and the lyrics seem to, to back it up. They seem yeah, really yeah, bleak. Yeah. And Agreed. like fading out. And there's a lot of imagery about death. A lot of imagery about death. Really? Yeah. Um, but the very last line he says, and he says it two times, do you know what it is? Because he, he, it's hard to actually hear what he says and he mumbles it. He says, immerse your soul in love. Hmm. So it leaves you on a positive note. Like life is inevitable or life more moving towards death is inevitable. inevitable. So immerse your your soul in love. Yeah. YOLO. YOLO, bro. That's that's, that's what Tom Yorkie is saying. So YOLO. He's saying, oi, why don't you get some tea and crumpets and YOLO? (laughs) Governor. I don't think that's what he sounds like at all. <laughs> um, in summary, this is a great album. Yeah, agree. Uh, I did not dislike any songs. There are no skippers. Um, you lent me the CD. I've had it in my car for the past two weeks, and yeah. I've enjoyed every song. Wow. Um, all right. I am probably gonna burn myself a copy so I can keep <laughs> it, or maybe I'll find maybe I'll find it somewhere. I mean, that, that, I think I got that copy at the greatest not like, greatest, greatest game, game yeah. for like six bucks or something like that. Um, so this is a good listen. Um, I'm gonna. Try to keep listening to Radiohead. I'd like to listen to Kid A. Yeah, I've no, so previewed I know, some stuff, yeah. but it's way different. Way even, so, even more different. So different. Like yeah. there's not really much in the way of guitars. There's a lot of drum pads and electronic stuff. Interesting. Um, you might like it because there's a lot of like, I don't know, like modern classical inspirations, like uh, oh, like Manimal Lesbian, like Philip Glass, perhaps. Yeah. Okay. So check that out. Uh, I'd like cool. to check it out yeah, because I'm, I don't I'll, know. I'll probably I'm check curious. that out soon. Uh, but great album, great recommendation. Yeah, man. for sure. Um, nice. We now that we've reached the midpoint, do we want to give a beer update? Yep. All right. Beer update. Beer update. Beer update. Beer update. I'll let you update first. Okay. What do you think? Uh, my beer, as it, as it has gotten warmer, 
I think the flavors. Oh, I, I just got a banana flavor. I don't even know if that's what's supposed to be in there. Well, that's interesting. But, um, as it's gotten warmer, it has just gotten better for me. Um, again, I'm having the uh, Brew Dog Juggernaut uh, Imperial IPA. For me, the Surly overrated. Uh, I'm not going to overrate it or underrate it. I'm just going to rate it. It's consistent. Okay. Um, nothing really has peaked out of the flavor profile. Nothing's right. dissipated. It's spot on to what I said before. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Nice. I like consistency. Uh, it would be so. a good thing if the flavor improved. It would be a bad thing if the flavor got worse. But got worse. it's, yeah, it's yeah, spot decrease, on, yeah. and I quite like it still. Very nice. Awesome. All right, let's move on to your uh, album review. Sounds like a plan. Hans. Um, so I'm reviewing the album Resolve by the band Lagwagon. Uh, and just a little bit of background about this album. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it is mostly... It seems like all the songs are dedicated to the passing of their drummer. Derek. Derek. Uh, how, do you, was, how do you say his last name? I can't remember off the top of my head. It's, it's a strange looking name, maybe of Eastern European descent. Derek... Lord, Lord, maybe, maybe Spanish. Um, I have no idea. Um, but but he, he had committed suicide in early two thousand five. He was the drummer on Haas, and, yeah. and that was actually uh, he had drummed on one more album, I think, after Haas, and then he he I don't know if he left the band or if they fired him. Um, but they had a new drummer come in called Dave Ron. He's the one who drums on this album. Yeah. But Derek stayed with. Like he he still drummed. Him. Yeah. Uh, he was still very very much friends with them, and he played on Joey Cape's other side project, Sad Astronaut. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you knew that, that or not. That explains one of the song titles then. Yes, very yeah. much so. Um, and uh, side note, um, I don't know if you've ever listened to the NoFX album called Wolves and Wolves Clothing, but they have not a song yet. called Doornails, I think is what it's called, like Dead as a Doornail, and it's, yeah. it's in reference to a lot of friends who have died from overdosing or suicide. Mm-hmm. I think suicide or overdose, whatever it is. But the whole first verse is dedicated to Derek. Really? Yeah, it's really interesting. Like, they reference Rifle, the yeah. song. Yeah. Um, check that out sometime. It's a really good song. Yeah, I'll have to. Yeah. Um, so the whole album, I believe, is definitely viewed through the lens of uh, kind of it being about Derek or for Derek. Um I believe, like I said before, I believe he committed suicide in uh, early 2005, and then like maybe March, and then this album came out in 2005 uh, in like December. So yeah. like, they wrote and recorded the whole album uh, in a, Quickly. A, a very quick quick time. Um, they had a very long break after this album. I don't yeah, know if you knew yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was um, the next uh, album was almost in 2010, 10 years. right? Yeah. Oh, no, no. It oh, was like 2014. Yeah, yeah. That's so when, almost 10 uh, years. Hang came out. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now they're going to be recording soon, you said? I think at the end of the year they're supposed to go in the studio. We'll That's, see. That sounds pretty Fingers awesome. crossed. Hopefully they do. That'd be awesome. Because I, I uh, really, really like this song. It makes me want to listen to more uh, Lagwagon. of Lagwagon. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't remember, uh, Joey Cape is the lead singer of Lagwagon. And he kind of has a, mo- a very interesting voice. Really unique. It's hard to describe. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say nasally. It's not really nasally. He just like it's, just, it's per- so unique sounding. Kind of in the same way that Tom DeLonge pronounces things weird. Joey Cape kind of pronounces yeah. things weird. Not in the same. Not not. They don't pronounce things the same way. They just both pronounce things weirdly. And his talking voice is actually a little similar to his singing. Like it, it does have that strange 
timbre and sound. It's just way yeah. deeper. He's got a really deep talking voice. Yeah. His yeah. range is really good. Yeah. He's got a good range. Um, anyway, so I would just say before I start well, with track number one, just um, I'm viewing the whole album through that. That lens? That, that lens, yeah. Dedicated to the drummer? Dedicated yeah. to, to Derek uh, Plord. I, I believe that's what yeah. it is. Um, so the first song is called Heartbreaking Music. Uh, it's a amazing album opener, like super fast. And Spot I, on with skate punk. Yeah, and I, I mean, this song, the title kind of, I think kind of says it all, like, all of the songs that like they've written previously and like all the songs on this album like aren't mm-hmm. going to be the same without Derek. Yeah, is pretty much what this song is about. I just really like that uh, that first line. I've already come to terms with bridges I have burned. Yeah, yeah. And da 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 do. Of course, it's click two three heartbreaking music. It's a great great song. Great song. Uh, good way to start off the album. I gave that four to five. Agreed. On to track number two, which I gave five out of five and recommended it. Oh, good it's choice. Called, it's called Automatic. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting sound. Automatic! If you would just go by like that guitar part, it almost sounds like... Yeah. What's that song? Something from the movie, Get Him to the Greek. Um, I can't remember. It's something from one of those songs. It's not the one song that I'm thinking of. Uh, well, <laughs> let's just move on. Then. I'll show you later. Anyway, um, and this song, uh, the song called "Automatic," is. Um, well, I'll just say one of the lyrics from it: uh, "Develop habits, automatic." So, like he, um, yeah. Derek was a, uh, a substance abuser. A substance abuser, yeah, and uh, he talked. In this song, he talks a lot about just like normal things that people do every day and uh, kind of like develop habits. So like some of the lines are like brush your teeth, take a shower. Uh, people are driving like all the time and stuff like that. And essentially the idea behind this song, which is what I've realized um, kind of in my own life, and I assume a lot of people realize this in their own lives, is that uh, at least for me, like I go to work and then I like get home and I have like a general routine that I do. Uh, and then at the end of the night, I'm like, Oh, like, where did my day go? <laughs> you know, like, I feel like I could have done so much more with that. Um, so, I mean, I kind of think that this song is, is about that and trying to, trying to find purpose in everyday life. Yeah. Uh, because some, uh, in part of the song, he talks about how people who do get, you know, stuck in this, uh, proverbial root or uh habit. habits yeah uh they in general lose purpose in their life even if maybe they feel like they still have purpose in what they're doing ultimately purpose is lost agreed um good song so yeah that's a great song and uh i also really like the bridge uh he says like the same lyrics in the bridge but he just goes down an octave and does them very quiet and everything gets really quiet (laughs) (laughs) and then it comes then he comes back full voice before the chorus comes back again it's good Um, chorus but yeah that song that song is is so is so dope Mm -hmm. um anyway on to track number three which is called Resolve the title track the title track yeah love title tracks uh I gave it four to five and it's my honorable mention for this for this album good choice um this album is i believe is just a song honoring Derek. yeah is basically what it is 
Um, and it seems like in the song, they're basically saying like how some of these songs just sound dumb mm -hmm. without, you know, like whenever they, you lose somebody who you've played with for a while. And so they're going to, Oh, actually, the the last line is, uh, "We should have, we could, probably could have resolved this song should on, have on chose, a different chord." You should have chosen another chord to resolve on. Yeah, and then they resolve on like a, a weird sounding a chord. Yeah. chord. Yeah. So it's. Uh, so I don't know if that ties into like how they were like Derek. You should have, like, if only you would have resolved on a different chord instead of what you did. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a good song though. And let's see, on to track number four called Virus. Mm -hmm. uh, I gave it 3.5 out of 5. I liked it. It's a good one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not my favorite on the album. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, track number five is called Runs in the Family. And I gave it 3.5 out of 5. And it kind of reminds me of uh, that Offspring song, Way Down the Line. Oh, yeah? It was on Ixnay and the Ombre, the mm -hmm. one that I uh, reviewed, um, about basically how history repeats itself and how like all these things... That are you're born that are you're born with basically like her, hereditary traits and whatnot. Um, it all runs in the family. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a pretty good song, but it also wasn't my favorite though. Uh, track number six is called "The Contortionist." Walk with the contortionist. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's got a the whole melody is really good. Yeah, this song is dope. There's an acoustic version of this uh, out there somewhere there? that's really good too. Hmm. We're checking out. I think it was like a, a what is that? single split with Tony Sly. Oh, okay. That, yeah. that would have been pretty cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, now on to track number seven, which is my next recommendation. I give it five out of five, and it's called Sad Astronaut. Really good song. Yeah, so this is in reference to what you were talking about earlier. Um, His other band called Sad Astronaut. It was Joey Cape's other band? Yes. Okay, his other project. Okay. That Derek drummed for until he passed. It was called Sad Astronaut. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in fact, they... I, uh, I can't remember my timetables correct right now, but I think they released their third album either right before or right after he passed. I can't remember. Sad Astronaut did? Yeah. Okay. Really good album. So that, uh, with that in mind, that makes a lot of sense as to why they titled it Sad Astronaut. Because mm -hmm. uh, the song's basically about just trying to deal with uh, Derek's suicide. Mm -hmm. And basically saying like that they'll remember him yeah. always starts off all acoustic like and whatnot mm -hmm. and then it gets real fast yep starts off slow just acoustic guitar uh and one thing about uh this song the beginning of this song it really showcases how joey cape writes melodies mm -hmm. um and how they're kind of unique kind of the same way that tony sly would write melodies like they wrote Kind of similar melodies. Yeah. Not like, exactly the same, but uh, in, sim in a but similar you can, fashion. You can hear it and you say, oh, that's, that's a Joan K melody. Or that's a yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so if you're looking to see what a Joey Cape melody is, listen to the beginning of this song. Yeah. Sad Astronaut. Um, but again, I, I recommended that one. Uh, that on a track number eight called Rager. Uh, this is very fast. And this is the one song where he says, Randall, Randall, Randall. <laughs> that's his real name yeah, yeah yeah Joey Cape is a bit of a pseudonym his real name is Randall is his last name still Cape I think his last name is still Cape okay um I can't remember I think it might be maybe it's like Randall Joseph Cape or something okay um, while you're typing well, I'll look it up on Wikipedia uh, or oh. while you're talking I'll look it up on Wikipedia you say typing yeah I'm because you were about typing. to start typing yeah <laughs> 
Um, yeah, this song is super fast, and it's basically about um, how he shouldn't like let the guilt of like maybe I could have done more, or maybe someone could have done more. Yeah, don't let that control him. And it's about accepting the fact that uh, Derek is gone. Uh, so it's a good, it's a really good song. It's really fast, and like there's some sweet drums at the beginning. Yeah, there is. Um, which Dave I'm guessing, Ron is a really good drummer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's studied some jazz and all kind of classical stuff. So mm-hmm. he's a phenomenal drummer. That's pretty sweet. Um, on to track number nine, which is called "The Worst." Um, it's pretty good, yeah. and again, it's it's a uh, it's. You know, you could look at it um, and just look at it through the lens of what I had said earlier about what pretty much this whole album is about. Agreed. Uh, on to my last recommendation uh, is track number 10. It's called Creepy. I'm going to guess this as a recommendation, but that's a good choice, too. Um, and it's basically a song about how he how he wanted Derek to be happy in life. Yeah. Like it's, I think some of the lines are like, I just wanted to see you wake up with a smile on your face or something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought in the context of the whole album, I was like, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Like super a, dope. Soups. Soups. Dopes. Soups. Dopes. <laughs> dope soup. Dope soup. Dope soup. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like, well, uh, I don't even know if that sounds good. I don't know. I would try it. Can you imagine if you like walked into the grocery and here's uh, Campbell's. Tomato soup. Campbell's chunky dope soup. <laughs> just dope soup. Yeah. It would just be called dope soup. It would just like have a big label on it and it would just say dope soup. No brand. That just would, dope soup. That would be the flavor too. Yeah. Dope soup. What flavor? Dope soup. <laughs> what brand? Dope, dope soup. soup. Who distributes this? Dope, dope soup. soup. Well, Who makes it? Uh, dope soup. Dope soup. Is it good? Who eats it? Is it good? It's dope soup. Who eats it? Dope dudes. Dope dudes. <laughs> dope dudes like dope soup. <laughs> Oh man, that sounds well, better than soup dope. <laughs> I think we have a uh, starting of a company here, Steve. We should probably start a, start a soup company. I don't even know how to make soup though. Yeah, you do. You just get water, vegetables, chicken broth, stock, chicken, cho- chicken, chicken stock, stock, or vegetable stock, or whatever. I'd probably take chicken stock, a little bit of hot sauce. I would probably put a little bit of beef in there. How um, about some? A little bit of ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a lot of cheddar cheese, and probably some, just leave it at that. Oh, it's some broccoli. Nope. Yeah, broccoli. Broccoli is not good. dope. I would Broccoli's a lot of cheddar dope. cheese, some hot sauce, a little sriracha, a little sriracha, a lot of beef, some pulled pork, maybe no, no barbecue sauce. Um, I probably put some like orange peppers in there. You know, it would just be really good. This really sound, dope. This sounds like some nope soup. <laughs> well, no. That was a good you know comeback, that, and I don't know what you know to what, say. You know what that joke wasn't? No, it wasn't dope. It was not infectious. Oh! <laughs> what's the name of the next song? Infectious! Track number 11. Track number 11. Uh, I gave it 4 to 5. And again, it's also about the same thing the whole album is. Uh, in this song, there's a, there are a lot of like chromatic, not passing tones, but like neighboring tones that they do. Yeah. In the guitar line. So, they're actually uh, the two guitarists in the band are really good. Um, this might not be the best. Well, there's there's some good stuff on this album, but it might not be the best album to exemplify their guitar playing skills. Yeah, I feel they're like, really good. I feel like this album was just more 
like just simple and straightforward written in, in res- response for one reason yeah yeah for for the most part it seemed like it was just simple and straightforward a little yeah. bit darker than their other albums or at, least, or at least the other one that i've listened to but um i'm okay with that because i find that that normally means doesn't always mean deeper meaning but in general yeah people tend to write songs from with a, dark, with a darker aspect darker aspect to them if they're deeper emotionally i would agree Tend to, but not always. Not mine. always the case, but I agree. Anyway, time to move on to the last song. Uh, called Days of New. Yeah. I uh, gave it four to five, and it's a good song. It is a good song. Um, it's kind of I think it's a really good way to good way to close the album. I agree. Um, it's much more straightforward about the theme of the album than the rest of the songs. Yes, it is because one of the. One of the lyrics in the song, uh, he says, Hey Derek, maybe somehow you uh, can hear this, or maybe somehow like you're listening. Yeah. Maybe and somehow so you're listening to this album and he like, references that, yeah. yeah. So it kinda seems it kinda seems that's very again, like what you said, straight very straightforward. Yeah. Um The days are new. <laughs> yeah. Really catchy chorus. Yeah, it really is. Um I would say overall this is a good album and I think I dare I say I might like it better than Haas. It's very different than Haas. It's it is very, very different than Haas, but it I think maybe I like it better. Well maybe you'll have to investigate some sure. more lag wagon. I'm oh, have to. oh I think I like this one. Oh, I don't know if I like it better than OK. It's, it's hard t- to say. It's tough for me because they're so different. I don't know if the Benz is better than OK Computer. I don't know. They're both super good. Mm-hmm. It's tough to say. They're both super dope. Yeah, they're they are dope. They're dope soup. Dope soup. <laughs> what the heck is somebody at the door? I don't know. Let me get it. Oh, hi there, boys. Um, I I heard you talking about some uh, type of uh, soup. Oh yeah, old man Rust. It's not prune soup. Don't worry. I know oh, that. Oh darn it! I know that you love the prune soup. Um, well, you know, boys, do you guys know the definition of a, a euphemism? I don't, well, I think I do. What do you think, Jesse? Um, you know what, old man Rust? I think you might need to just not talk about what prune soup would be a euphemism for, okay? Yeah, just... Oh, all right, I, I guess there are probably some more younger ears, much younger than myself anyway, listening to this. Now, old man Rust, you might have heard us say, okay, computer, so what I recommend is that you go... To your local library and just try to figure out how to work a computer. Oh. Okay? Oh my, that sounds like a very difficult thing for a man of two million years old. Well, you know how to get to the library. I know you know how to use the, use the card catalog. I'm sure you've never heard of an electric card catalog. Well, you know, I did know Dewey. Uh, he was quite a nice man. Uh, he really helped me out with You mean as books. in the Dewey Decimal System? Of course, boys. What was his first name? Or was Dewey his first name? Dewey was his first name, silly. What was his last name? Dewey Decimal. <laughs> his last name was Decimal? That's crazy. Why, yes. Why do you think they called it the Dewey Decimal System? Because there was numbers in decimals. <laughs> it makes sense. But if his last name was Decimal, it makes way more sense now. I love... That's great. Thank you, Old Man Rust. You learn right, something new boys, every day. I'm going to have some prune soup. Old Man Rust, you take that prune soup and you put it in the thermos to go to the library and you learn how to use a computer, Old Man Rust. All right, boys, have fun with your poo cast. It's a podcast, and once you learn how to use a computer, you can listen. Oh, wow.
just go to either our website, bruisedandtoothspodcast.com, or look us up on any of your podcast listening sites, like Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If SoundCloud, SoundCloud now, you know. Uh, hold on a second. What's a, a Webler site? Just go to the library and figure it out, Old Man Rust. Jesse, do you have any words for Old Man Rust before he leaves? Uh, get out of here! Yeah, what he said, Old Man Rust. Bye-bye! All right, then, boys. Well, I can't say that I'm surprised that Old Man Rust made an appearance. I am also not surprised. But that's that guy, okay. That guy seems to always be around. Yeah. Well, before we sign off, we got to recommend some albums for we us to, to listen to. Final reviews of these beers. Oh yes, uh, did anything change at all? Um, not really. The only thing that changed is that I have less of it now. Well, same here. <laughs> but before we finish them, let's get some recommendations for next week. Okay. Or actually, in two weeks, because next week we're gonna do a one-off. Yes. And it's going to be a one-off of a band that we like a lot. We like them a whole lot. Uh, it's a band called The Swellers. I know you've heard us talk about them before. Yep. Um, but we're going to review their last album before they broke up. It's called A Light Under Closed Doors. The Light Under the Closed light Doors. Under, whatever. Yeah. I got my articles wrong. Yep. Um, so we're going to review that. And then the week after that, we'll review these albums. Yes. Um, yep. What should I listen to, Jesse? Uh, you should listen to the album Twin Fantasy by Car Seat Headrest. What a strange sounding name. A lot of yeah. nouns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a strange sounding name. There's so many nouns in it. There is. I'm going to have you listen to a less nouny band and <laughs> less nouny band. Uh, it's uh, by the more of a proper noun band. Solo artist Ben Folds. Oh, nice. Uh, and it'll be his debut solo album, Rock in the Suburbs. Oh, okay. Only one noun. Plural noun. Suburbs. Suburbs. Yeah. So, um, before we sign off, let's uh, give the old hippity boo diskibbity boo diskibbity a motto, slogan, and sign off. All right, sounds good. Once again, my name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. This has been American Brews and Tunes. And it always will be! Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity beam a